Welcome to Christian Life Young Adults, the podcast. You can keep up to date with everything happening at Christian Life Young Adults by following us on Instagram at Christian Life Austin YA. Check back here every Thursday for a new episode. And thank you for listening. Zeal. What is zeal? Zeal is great energy, enthusiasm, in pursuit of a cause or an objective. I talked about four components of zeal. Four components of zeal. Zeal is a mixture of passion. We talked about this last week. Direction, knowledge, and urgency. We talked a little bit about passion last week. This is the emotional connection that we have with God, but we made sure to make it clear that we're not driven by emotions. Emotions are not what's driving us. The Holy Spirit is what's driving our passions, and the overflow of that passion is emotion oftentimes. This is why in a church service you see people cry. This is why in a church service you'll see people dance and laugh. Because it's the overflow of the passion that they have for the Father. And today I want to take a moment, and I want to key in on the second leg of zeal, which is direction. I believe that passion without direction is just people in the room who are charismatic, having a good time, being silly, yelling at the top of our lungs, singing at the top of our lungs. See, passion without direction, there's no power in that. Direction without without passion is just a duty. I just show up, this is the direction, this is what I'm supposed to do, this is transactional between me and God, and so therefore, it's a duty. But I believe when you have a mixture of passion, a true heart for what God has a heart for, a true true passion and a love for what Jesus has a hope for, and you have a direction, a calling, then you have impact. Then you have power. And I don't want us to be a group of young adults who has all the passion. I don't want us to be a group of young adults. I know lots of people who have all the passion, are very charismatic, but they don't know where God's taking them. I know a lot of people who can dance and they can worship really well, but when it comes down to actually hearing the voice of God for their life and being obedient to it, they don't even know his voice. I know a lot of people who are passionate and they're Christians and they're on social media and they're blasting all kinds of stuff and the only direction they're leading people to is disunity, hatred, and anger. So we can't just have passion without direction. And I want to take some time and I want to look at direction Once again, I'm going to abbreviate this message tonight. I want to get to a time of praying over some people who need some direction. I'm just going to tell you off the bat. I want to pray over some people who need some direction in their life right now. I believe that God is giving direction. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. You can turn there in your Bibles, pull it out on your phone. It'll be on the screens. Right now, myself and a couple of guys are reading through 1 Corinthians this week. We're reading through all of Paul's letters. And so if you're looking for a book to read, read 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 9, 24, it reads like this. It says, do you not know that in a race, all runners run, but only one gets the prize? So what? Run in such a way as to get the prize. What is Paul doing here? He's making a comparison to professional athletes. He's making a comparison to Olympians. He's making a comparison to those who who run a race and track to those of us who are running on our journey, on our faith journey. 
And he says, run in such a way as to get the prize. I want, you to, I want to be clear right here. He's not saying to run against the people to our right and to our left. We're just running with the same passion and zeal as the people to our right and to our left. We're not in any type of a competition. I'm not trying to beat the person to my right or to my left. The only competition I'm in is me against me. I'm running this race with passion, with zeal, in a direction. I've always been very, very competitive. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I've been very competitive. Some of you guys have seen my competitive nature. I've suppressed it a little bit because it can get out of hand sometimes. But, but I, I have to say something, though, that, that, that I'm competitive, but what I care most about is that my partners or people on my team play with everything they got. I don't really, I want to win. That's important. But, but I would rather have someone on my team who's maybe not good, but they gave it their all, than someone on my team who's really good and didn't give anything. I'd rather be partnered up with someone in ministry. I'd rather this be a ministry, right, that doesn't look really good. I want to be a ministry that actually runs it out, that actually plays it out, that we actually full send it. We go all in. And God's not concerned with you getting it right every single time. He just wants to know, man, did you try? Did you give it your all? Did you truly run the race? This is the question I believe every single one of us must ask ourselves. We'll continue on. Verse 25 says, everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Isn't that such good news? That what we do is not in vain. That the work that we put into things, that our devotion to Jesus, that our steadfast love, that this is not in vain. He's saying we're running a race and our prize is eternal. There's a, there is a reward for each and every one of us. Did you know that there is a reward? But I think it's quite interesting that Paul decides to compare our, our faith race, if you will, our faith journey with those who are competing, who are competing at an Olympic standing, who are competing as a professional. Isn't it interesting how he compares it? And I had to stop for a second and really look at my run, look at my race and say, well, man, if, if, if LeBron James is training at this capacity, what should that say about my faith? If, if, if there are, are athletes all over the world and we see their training regiments that are crazy, that are mind-blowing, shouldn't our faith kind of mirror their training regiment? Shouldn't our zeal, shouldn't our passion for God kind of look like their training regiment? I'm going to tell you right now, if someone told you that this race was going to be easy and it wasn't going to require effort or energy, they were wrong. I'll never stand on this stage right here and tell you that, it, that, that it's not going to require any energy. No, it's going to require energy. It's going to require that you steward some things. It's going to require that you give it your all. It's going to require. It's going to require something from you. And I believe the scriptures are clear. 1 Corinthians 15 and 58 says this, Therefore, my, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Somebody say nothing. Always give yourself fully. Somebody say fully. To the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Are you giving yourself fully to God? Is it partially to a friendship, a relationship, and then partially to God? 
Is it, is it to your ambitions and your goals partially and then the other part is to God? See, I don't think there's any confusion here. The scriptures say, give it fully over to him. Can we be a people who give it over fully to him? I don't want to be known as a generation who is lazy. I don't want to be known as a generation who just sat on the side. I don't want to be known as a, as a generation who procrastinated. Hey, in your own personal lives, in your work, and everything that you do, can we be the people that people look at and say, man, that's a diligent person. They work really hard. Can they look at our faith and say, man, they fully devoted themselves to God. We have to ask ourselves, are we fully devoting ourselves to God? Here's the deal. We're going to train like Messi, but we're going to get a crown that lasts forever. We're going to train like LeBron, but we're going to get a crown that lasts forever. We're going to train like Mahomes, but guess what? There is a crown. There is a reward. There is something greater for every single person in this room. And I'm going to tell you, it's eternity, but God has some rewards right here on earth for you. Whatever you've been looking for, you can find it in his presence. The crown. The peace, the answers, the joy. We run a different type of a race. A race that in the end gives us a crown that will last forever. Verse 26 goes on, it says this, Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to the body and make it a slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Notice the words that Paul uses here, aimlessly. What does this mean? Without direction. It means I'm running really hard, but I don't really know where I'm going right now. Notice what he, what he says here. He says, we don't, we don't box the air, just fighting in the air. The other day I went to go get my hair cut, and there's tons of homeless people right around where I get my hair cut, and typically I walk over, I say hi, I've shared stories, I've prayed over some of them, bought them food sometimes. And I pull over and I'm about to park and I'm about to, you know, scan the QR code so that I can pay for the parking or whatever else. And I, I just saw this, this homeless guy just walking by doing like this. And he was punching up the air. And I was like, oh, my God. I mean, he was just, God, God. He was, I was like, man, what is he fighting? He's fighting the, the, the devil or something. He was going all in. And I said, wow, he's, he's not hitting anything. I'm not going to get anywhere close to him because he might just uppercut me. And Pastor Sam, you're a local pastor, passed out. Knocked out by homeless guy by fade box. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be a good good right. But we're not boxing the air right. We're making contact. We're having impact in our lives. I know a lot of people running hard right now, but they're not going anywhere. I know a lot of people working really hard, but you're not making any contact. Can this be a year for you, where you say I have passion and direction? I'm not just running aimlessly. I'm not just sweating to sweat because some of you guys got to the end of 2023 and you said, what do I have to show for this? What did I do? God has impact for you, but it's going to mean passion and direction. Let me tell you two things that passion does, I mean, that direction does. Number one, direction increases when flesh decreases. Direction increases when our flesh decreases. Some scriptures some versions of this scripture say that we beat our flesh, that we whip our flesh into submission to what? To the Holy Spirit. The Spirit has dominion over our flesh. What does this mean? It means I'm not just running towards all the things that my flesh wants. I'm actually choosing to consciously choose the things that God has for me and for my life. How do I beat the flesh? 
Say no to the wrong things and say yes to God things. You want to know how this practically, practically looks? Say no to the wrong things that are not for you. And say yes to God things. Things that he's put onto your heart. Things that you know that he's saying. Notice how I didn't say good things. I said God things. There are good things to do out there. There's some good things you can commit yourself to in 2024 that just are not God things. They're just not God things. They're not the best thing. This is the terms we should think of in our heads. This is like a filter that I I run a lot of my decisions to. Is this the best thing for me? Because naturally, we don't choose the best thing for us. Naturally, we tend to choose the worst things for us. You know what we tend to choose? The things that are easy for us. The things that are convenient for us. The things that look good for us. But I believe the call in our life is to choose God things. To beat the flesh into submission. That the spirit would be over the flesh. This is why I think fasting is so powerful. I think fasting is so powerful. Why? Because you're standing up to the flesh and you're saying, you don't run me. You don't get to tell me what to do. You don't get to tell me what to eat. You don't get to tell me where to go. You don't get to tell me what to think. I I, I love fasting because why? It beats the flesh into submission. You know what I realized? How we respond to fasting tells a lot about how often you tell your flesh no. Some of us heard the fast. We're like, oh, yeah, we're about to do 21 days of prayer and fasting. And we're like, I'm going to do the prayer part. (laughs) That fasting stuff, I don't even know anything about that, right? I, I, I mean, you know, every now and then I skip a meal. No, 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 no. Fasting. Like, like how someone responds to fasting tells a lot about how, how often you tell your flesh no. Because fasting is telling your flesh no. You know, I think for a long time, the church world has had these specific measures to tell how spiritual you are, right? Man, I, don't, I never drank a day in my life. You don't drink, if you don't smoke, if you don't have sex, if you don't do anything, like... Just all the things you can think of. We're like, oh, yeah, you're a good Christian. And here's the deal. I don't want you to do any of those things, okay? But, but, but I think it's interesting because there's people in the world who would say, oh, man, I never touched drugs in my life. Never do it, man. I'll never, even put, my, I'll never put a cigarette. No, never did that, man. That stuff, bro, I'm not going to do it. But guess what? When God says fast from meat, they won't do it. Oh, man, I, 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 never, I never drank a drink in my life, never done it. But God says, hey, give up these foods right here for 21 days. And we're like, ah, not this year. I don't, I don't really think I want to do that this year. It's your flesh. Oh, I've never done X, Y, Z, all the different things. And God says, this year, I want you to make a whole different change the whole entire year. And we're like, ah, God, I'm not sure if that's really for me. I'm not sure I can really give up caffeine. I mean, that's really going to, like, are you sure? Your level of spiritual maturity isn't, did, did I not drink? Did I not smoke? Did I not do any of these bad things? The, your level of maturity is when God says step out in obedience and fast and give this up for a spiritual purpose, would you truly do it? Will you beat your flesh into submission? So I hope you fast. <laughs> if you haven't started, I'll help you out. I'm a resource. I'm a tool. I've talked to several of you guys on the phone. I've talked to several of you guys in the lobby. I'll help you out. I believe we should all be fasting. Why? Because our pastor said we're fasting. (laughs) Because God said we're fasting. So we don't get to pick and choose. Like, we're a part of Christian Life Austin. We're not a separate ministry. We're not just doing our own thing on the side. No, no, no. Pastor says we're praying and fasting. Guess what? We're praying and fasting. Because we're submitted to the house. And look at this little diagram. I think I I told my wife this very simple diagram. 
And it just is kind of how God put it in a picture for me. Uh, it's like this line, line graph, if you will. Uh, see, flesh right there when it's at the top. Super simple, guys. It's not Pythagorean theorem or anything else. But anyways, the, the flesh, when our flesh is highest, our direction is nowhere. But as our, our flesh decreases, the direction on our life increases. You want to have greater direction for your life? You're, you're confused about where you're supposed to go. You're confused if you're supposed to go back to school. You're confused if you're supposed to get a job. You're confused if you're supposed to date. Guess what? Lower the flesh. Tell the flesh no. You don't rule me. You don't own me. The second thing that direction does is it ensures you win the right prize. Direction ensures that you win the right prize. Let me explain this one to you. No one plays a game of Monopoly and at the end of it expects to win Uno. Right? This makes sense. No one sits on a video game and like, man, I'm playing a video game right here and expects to win a bike race. And like, oh, yeah, I won that bike race the other day. No, no, you were playing video games. Like, you didn't win. You didn't play the game, right? No, no, one, no one is playing a whole other game and expects, I'm playing basketball right now, and I, and I dunk the ball, and I'm like, checkmate. No. I just picked up chess again, so it's kind of on my, on my mind right now, right? But you don't play basketball, and you're like, yeah, I checkmated you. It's like, what is that supposed to mean? Is that like, I, 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 don't, I don't understand. No, 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 right, right, because the prize you win coincides with the game you play. You play Uno, you get Uno. You play Monopoly, you get Monopoly. You play basketball, you win. Or in my case, you lose because <laughs> I'm not very good. Right? I don't, I, we see this in all other aspects of our lives. But here's the interesting thing. We expect to win a spiritual prize while running a fleshly race. You cannot expect to win a spiritual prize for running a fleshly race. Let me explain it to you. You cannot expect for your spouse to enter in, you guys, to get married, to find a beautiful marriage where Jesus is at the center of it, to find peace, to find true love, if you're running the race of how many girls can you pick up? How many guys can I sleep with? If you're going out every single weekend and you're finding some new partner or something else, listen, you're running a different race. You're not running the spiritual race, and so you can't even expect Spiritual fruit from it. You can't expect a spiritual price. I think it's just really clear. I'm going to ask my band to come back up. Put in whatever example you want to put in. You can't expect to find peace and harmony over your life and joy and honor in your life. If every opportunity you get, you tear people down, you're negative and you're complaining. You're just running a different race. Like God hasn't forsaken you. God hasn't abandoned you. God didn't forget you. He just said, I've got a race for you to run, and if you'll run this race, you'll find a true treasure. If you run this race, you'll find peace. If you run this race, you'll find joy. If you run this race, you'll find your spouse. And so it just baffles me, even in my own heart, when I'm running a fleshly race and I'm doing fleshly things, and I'm like, God, why aren't you showing up? He's like, man, you're not running the right race. You can't win my prize. Someone said it to me like this back in the day. Stupid games win stupid prizes. That's not fun. When they said it to me, I was like, wow, I was like, that's pretty good. I'm writing that down. <laughs> Little did I know they were talking about me, and I was like, oh, gosh. Stupid games win stupid prizes. Jeez, can I just play Monopoly and get real money? Like, 
don't know what we think. And I just believe there's some people in the room tonight who you've been running hard who it's undeniable that you've been putting a lot of energy in, who it's undeniable that you've had restless nights, who it's undeniable that you've exhausted yourself. And you're running as hard as you can. And some of you guys look down and you're just on a treadmill. You're not going anywhere. Like, I'm trying so hard, God. What, what, what's going on? There's people who are boxing at the air and they're trying as hard as they can to win some type of a battle, fighting with fleshly tools instead of fighting with the word of God, instead of fighting with your Holy Spirit, instead of fighting with your spiritual giftings. You can't win a spiritual reward running a fleshly race. I hope this is, I hope this is revelation so that new direction can come to your life. I think there's some people in the room, and I talk to people all the time saying, I'm just lacking direction. I don't know where to go. I don't know my next step. I don't know what I should do. If you're in the room today, and you can stand to your feet. I just want to pray a prayer over you. I just want to pray a prayer over this year as you're planning as you're reflecting, as you're looking at direction for your life, do you have direction? Are you lacking in direction? I just want to pray a prayer over you right now that God would begin to give you direction and that we would be people who we don't run a fleshly race. We run a spiritual race. There's a direction. There's a place God is taking you right now, Jesus, Holy Spirit. Your life is not a waste. You're not here on accident. You're not just a waste of space. No, right now in the name of Jesus, you have value. God sees you right where you are. Where you thought you had no direction, where you thought no one cared, God is about to raise you up right now and he's about to show you, I see you. I hear you right now. Come on, come on. I feel him moving in the room already right now. He has a direction. He has a plan for your life. Don't give up. I speak that over someone right now. I feel like what God is saying, someone just received this for a second. I feel like what God is saying, he's been speaking this to me all day, is are you done yet? Are you done doing it on your own? Are you done trying it your own way? Are you done? Like when you're done, I can step in. If you're, if you're done fighting and boxing at the air, I'll step in and I'll fight your battles. Are you done trying to come up with your own plan and trying to strategize? I'll give you the strategy. I'll give you the plan right now, Holy Spirit. He's dropping it in right now. Someone have their hands open because I believe he's dropping it in your, your hands right now. There's a direction coming. For the one in the room who says, I don't know where I'm going this year. Holy Spirit, right now, begin to reveal it. I'm praying right now that God is closing doors. I'm praying right now he's closing doors that should not be open in your life. And you're not prying them open. He's closing doors right now. And he's giving you clarity right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. I want to know who I'm praying over. So every eye is closed. I just want hands to be raised. And I just want to pray over you real quick. I'm going to pray over you for 30 seconds. We're going to respond for a second in worship. We'll get you out of here. But if this is you, you're like, man, I really need some direction right now. Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be bold. Have that hand up. Have that hand up. Right now in the name of Jesus. Direction over these people. We won't be a, 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 a directionless young adults, God. We'll be people who are known for direction. When people come up to us this year and they say, where are you going? We'll know exactly where we're going. God, no longer will anxiety about our future hold us down. I'm praying that shame would fall down to the ground. Things that have been holding people down. Things that have been holding you back from taking a step. For some of you in the room right now with your hand raised, you know the step. 
you know the step you're supposed to take. And today is the day. Right here, right here, right here, right here. Make a, make a declaration to God. Not to me, not to your neighbor. Make a declaration to God for the person who it's for. I know the step I'm taking. I'm taking that step. What is it? Is it getting rid of something out of your life? Is it receiving something new into your life? Holy Spirit. Someone's leaving this room tonight without an addiction. I don't know why I'm just feeling that. That's been weighing on somebody's mind. It's been holding you back for a second. Come on, come on. You don't even have to raise your hand for it. I just know it. Someone in this room is leaving this room with an addiction, and we're going to hear a testimony of it. He's giving you the strength to say no to it, to submit the flesh under under, under the spirit. Resist the devil, and what will he do? He will flee right now. Give strength to your people. We're resisting the devil right now, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's take some time. Let's respond for a second.